0: Today's Local Lady podcast is brought to you by Brown Sugar Coffee Roastery. While Brown Sugar is building a brand new space, they're temporarily open at 203 East Main Street in the former Cowboy Cafe. For the best handcrafted artisan coffee, a relaxed coffee shop atmosphere, and even live music on Thursdays, check out Brown Sugar Coffee Roastery. My favorite drink is a Breve. Follow Brown Sugar on Facebook for more details. Hello, Riverton and Fremont County. This is Bethany Baldus with the Local Ladies Podcast. Today, I am joined with Sarah Newberry from CWA Central Wyoming Aviary. How are you doing today, Sarah? I'm good. Um, good. My, apparently, I can't talk, but <laughs> okay. we're good. We'll get this. We'll get this done. We'll get through it. So, um, you've been part of CWA for a while. Go ahead and tell us exactly like what it is.
1: Okay. So CWA is Wyoming's 501 um, nonprofit parrot rescue. Um, I'm the founder of CWA, so I started it about 10 years ago. We became a nonprofit in 2012. We incorporated with the United States government and became able to accept donations and just achieved our official nonprofit status. We rescue and rehome abused and neglected and unwanted parrots um, in Wyoming and the neighboring states. Um, Since inception, we have rescued a little over 500 parrots, and people find that shocking because we're in Wyoming. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You would think that parrots wouldn't be so popular, but they're the third most popular pet. Really? Yeah. Crazy, huh? So
0: (laughs) dogs, cats, and then parrots. Yep.
1: Um, But yeah, so somebody just gives us a call and they say that they can no longer take care of their parrot or, you know, sometimes we get calls from law enforcement that, um, you know, somebody was hoarding parrots. That's kind of a big problem right now. Or um, a breeder got shut down and we go in and we we take care of the birds and we take them to the vet and we find them a home.
0: So I feel like something like this had to have started with a story. (laughs) You don't just... um start rescuing parrots one day so no what's what's a little bit of your history to found something like this
1: um well when I was a little girl my dad brought in a nest of starlings from a camper that he bought from miles and miles away so the mama was long gone and he just brought me the little pink babies and he said Mm -hmm. here you go take care of them so I stayed up countless hours and ended up rehabilitating the little starlings, and we set them free, and I was just always intrigued with birds after that, um, and then fast forward 20 years later, uh, I saw a Facebook ad for a parrot, um, This just this beautiful bird, and she wanted like $900 or something, and I told my husband I, I really wanted the bird, and we went and met her, and she did not look the, like the ad on Facebook. <laughs> she had all of her little feathers plucked out, and she was really aggressive, and um, I was about to leave, you know, and leave the bird there, and um, the lady said, well, if you want her, you can just have her, mm. and so I took her, but I had no idea what to do with her, so I reached out on Facebook and found some bird groups and um, just started really educating myself and found out that they're really, really complex creatures sure. <laughs> who need a lot um, as far as diet and enrichment goes and just attention and... Um, Pretty soon, I just had a bunch of people getting a hold of me, wanting to give me their birds because mm-hmm. they saw the transformation in my bird, and obviously, I couldn't and didn't want to. Although have I a think bunch. sometimes <laughs> you
0: try. I, I know. I know.
1: <laughs> so I just reached out for help, and I, I I found people who wanted to help, and so from then on, we just you know branched out across the state and found a lot of bird people, and found out that this is an epidemic in the United States, and it's a problem in Wyoming. Um, so, we I started CWA.
0: So, what does the process look like for a bird when it's when a family decides that they can no longer take care of a bird? I feel like that has to be such a defeating moment, and that it can be a lot harder than just talking about, like, just yeah. saying someone let their yeah. bird go because it'd be a,
1: um, a pet. Well, I'll bring up an example of a sweet lady that called me today. Um, her mom is passing away. She's ninety-seven. And she has had this cockatiel for a really, really long time. And um, she is planning for her mother's passing and what to do with the bird. And so she gave me a call, and I just talked her through it, and she was very, very upset, obviously so, about you know her mom and the bird and everything. Um, so I, what you do is you um, just get on our website, uh, www.centralwyomingaviary.org, and you fill out our surrender form, and it's all online. You just fill in the blanks. And as soon as we receive that, we review it and we look through our foster homes and, you know, we ask around. I bug Bethany a lot <laughs> because she's fostered for us before. And I say, you know, can you foster? Here's the situation. And then once a foster um, says, yes, I can, um, we'll we'll get the bird or have them deliver the bird. And then we start the quarantine process. So they are away from other birds in the home and um, mostly other pets because um, birds can carry diseases. And during that 30 days, we take them to the vet. Our um, local vet here in Riverton now is the stock doc. Amy's been amazing with us, working with us. And we test them for viral diseases, and we transition them to an appropriate diet, and then kind of just get to know the bird. And then after 30 days, if everything clears and everything's fine, we start um, looking for homes. And you adopt a bird by going on the website, and you fill out the free adoption application, and then we do a home check we just like walk through your home talk to you about you know dangers or you know just potential hazards in your home with the bird where you would keep the bird and just make sure that you're you're really ready to commit for a lifelong friend cuz they do they last a long time the smallest birds last can live up to you know 20 30 years and the larger birds can live to 100 or more so it's it's a process <laughs> what are
0: some of the more
1: unique birds that you guys
0: have had come through
1: mm. wow um <laughs> all we, of them <laughs> yeah they, they're all special and unique <laughs> um we have a really rare bird right now um he's a patagonian conure they're one of the rarest conures they're very large um and he, He's he's kind of a pain in the butt, but he's gonna get there. He's he was never handled very much, and um, the lady surrendered him because she lost her job and she could no longer um, feed and take care of him. Mm-hmm. So we got him in. Um, let's see here. We've we've had everything, um, and we get calls a lot for like pigeons and doves. And I just want to say that we we can't rescue those. You got to call your local game and fish. Just right. to put that out there. Right. Um, <laughs> Um, that's the law, right? Yeah, yeah. that's the law, yeah. We're, we're just a parrot rescue for pets. Um, right. Uh, we've gotten in every type of macaw, um, you know, Catalina macaws, they're hybrids, uh, blue and golds, uh, green wings, Malacan cockatoos, they're very, very large, um, pink cockatoos, we've had a few of those, not very many. Um, so, yeah, we've had everything, I feel like. <laughs>
0: uh, what, like, I guess, like the personality of the different birds can vary so much so like on some of those bigger ones are they um they're more like a family member within the house or
1: yeah um and and some some people have the like smallest birds because all birds can talk that's a common misconception people think that just because they're small they can't talk but one of the Um, most well-known talking birds is a little parakeet his name is disco and he says like over a hundred words and Mm. phrases and sounds he's really cool but they all definitely have different personalities and that's what you need to really take into consideration when you're like trying to decide which bird you want for a lifelong commitment um typically the cockatoo family is more snuggly and you know you can pet them and love on them um most of the other birds are pretty hands off. They, you know, some will like scratches and stuff, but as far as like personalities as wanting to, you know, be a part of the family, it really just depends on the bird and it depends on their history a lot. You know, if a bird has had a lot of neglect or abuse or, you know, just nobody interacting with it its whole life, it's not going to be really friendly but if a bird you know is raised in a loving environment its whole life and is used to human interaction it really it really wants to to be a part of your family and if it's not and you don't give it the attention that it needs it can cause some serious trauma for the bird
0: sure well and i would even think that's part of some of the process of going through foster that you have certain foster homes that can sometimes start training and working on yep. some of those behaviors Trying to help them unlearn.
1: Yep, <laughs> and it's hard. And some and some birds, you know, I I personally believe all birds can be rehabilitated in some way, um, and and some some are just really really um, far along in the process of you know abuse or neglect that they're they're pretty hands off and they're content just living a happy life you know in a sanctuary or um, something like that, and it it just depends on their history.
0: Um, I also think f- from following you guys for so long that there's definitely a bird to be out there adopted for anybody looking that you that probably you don't need to go shop.
1: <laughs> I agree. And, and when I said it's an epidemic in the United States, I think the main reason why birds being rehomed is such a problem is because um, birds are really expensive. Mm-hmm. And so somebody who wants to breed birds is... They stand to make a lot of money doing so. I mean, if you have a bird and you breed them, and, you know, depending on the species, it can you can sell a baby from 1500 up to $10,000 per bird. And so that's appealing to people who are in it to make money. But um, we have so many, and rescues around the United States have so many, looking for homes that you definitely should in my opinion, adopt before you shop for one. There's so many, just like our our local pet shelters, you know, there's so many animals out there who need a home. And, and on the flip side of buying from a breeder, if you buy from a rescue, most of the reputable rescues that I know of, they vet all of their birds, and they provide a cage and food and toys and education and everything that you need um, as far as getting the bird used to you and taken care of and their adoption fees are super super low I think you know our adoption fees start out at $20 and for the top highest biggest bird coming with you know a $3,000 cage I think our highest adoption fee is 750 bucks so
0: well and that also comes with like all the food while they're fa- while they're in foster care yep. it covers it covers your guys' costs yep. right
1: and and if you do want to foster for CWA it's the same process as the adoption application we have a foster application we do a home check make sure that you know what you're doing so that you feel comfortable and we provide everything while they're in foster care we um, give you all the food that you'll need while you have them we give that we give you an appropriate cage um, all of the toys that you'll need we schedule the vet appointment at your convenience we pay for the vet expenses so it's basically just opening up your heart and your home to a bird that needs something for me
0: <laughs> and they really are fun they are we, we've had uh let's see we bobby and inca were a blue and gold and uh or a, yep blue yeah, and gold, blue and, and, green gold wing. and a um, green wing and we had griff i don't know oh, i forgot griff about was. griff
1: <laughs> it was a Myers parrot. He
0: Myers yep. and then the cockatiels. Mm-hmm. And then last one was um Elmo.
1: Oh yeah. Our teal.
0: Or Kaka 2. Yeah, he was Elmo. 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I 2, <laughs> 2, not Kaka <laughs> 2. Yeah,
1: yeah you have fostered <laughs> from the small to the biggest
0: as they come. Well, I think that's even something that's really impressed me about CWA as you guys have gone through this journey is some of your bigger um, rescues that you guys have done. So um, that one that was a couple of years ago, go ahead and talk about that a little bit because I think that that yeah. was, I think... What I found out of that was just how well our community came together oh. and what we were able to accomplish by just having volunteers oh, yeah. willing to open up their homes.
1: I love the support that CWA has had over the years. And CWA would not exist without volunteers and mm-hmm. fosters and donators and supporters. That's what runs the rescue. So we had a lady call us up. Um, she actually reached out to us over the website, and then we, we spoke over the phone. But she had... Um, it was a little over fifty birds, and she used to be a breeder at one point. But she had fifty birds living in her garage, and she was dying. And since this happened, she has passed away. But um, she was she was passed she was in the process of dying, and she um, had these fifty birds and didn't know what to do with them. And she was up in Rock Springs, so she gave us a call and. We just got together as a community from all over Wyoming. We had people from Green River and Sheridan and Rock Springs and Gillette and Casper and Lander. And we found foster homes for all of the birds. We had them vetted. um, And actually, as of two years ago, the last birds from that big hoarding seizure um, found homes, so we found homes for all fifty. We did have a few pass away, which you will have in these big seizures. There was, you know, a lot of really bad living conditions in in the garage that they were kept in. But um, yeah, they all found homes, and it, it, it was crazy. I mean, there was many, many long days of transporting birds, and you know, grooming birds, and showering them, and cleaning cages, and
0: finding homes, finding homes. <laughs>
1: It was it was it was a big one. That was the biggest one we had earlier this year. We had um, just a small bird frenzy at, um, right around the very first of January. We had eighteen parakeets surrendered at once, and then we had sixteen lovebirds surrendered like two weeks later.
0: Lovebirds <laughs> they reproduce really fast, and right? they do.
1: And that was the problem with with this lovebird situation. The gal bought two, and then they bred and had babies, and then. They bred again and had babies, and finally she she figured out, you know, well if I <laughs> if I move the guy out of there, but at that point it was too late because you know some birds don't really care The inbreeding will happen, especially if they're all in one cage. And by the time they got a hold of us, there was there was twelve of them in one cage, and we it mm. was, was rough. But we're on track this year. Um, right now we're at about sixty birds surrendered in two thousand nineteen, and we have a transfer from another rescue mm-hmm. coming up. Um, we work really closely with a few rescues in neighboring states, and when we're overwhelmed with birds, um, we'll get a hold of them. Like with the parakeet situation at the beginning of the year, um, we had a really hard time finding a home for 18 parakeets, even though we separated them in you know pairs or threes that got along. And, of course, separating the males and females because we don't want right. the breeding to happen. Right.
0: Mostly the small, I mean, obviously they'll all breed, but, right. like, usually it's the smaller ones that are hard to keep yeah. track of, right? They're
1: they're like rabbits. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, after we after we separated them, we just had a really hard time. Um, there's so many small birds in Wyoming, so many, you know, pet stores that sell small birds that it's really hard for us to find a home for them. So, we got a hold of Best Friends um, Animal Sanctuary in Utah, and um, their director of their parrot program, she came all the way up from Utah, and and they took in, I want to say, like, seven of our parakeets, and then um, some of the other ones we transferred over to Vegas. Um, their rescue is Swear, and their f- director, I think she's actually their vice president, is Sky, and she's amazing, and mm-hmm. they took some of our parakeets, so... Right now, the the rescue in Vegas, Swear, um, is overwhelmed. They are not overwhelmed that they're not taking care of the birds. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> they are just having a large, large intake of birds right now. And so um, we're going to work closely with them. And here in the next few weeks, we're going to take in about 10, 8 or 10 of their birds. And so the process of finding foster homes has started. And... Um, we're, we're finding those foster homes and, and hopefully, you know, adoption applications will keep coming in and hopefully we can ease, you know, their burden right now because they're having, you know, probably six or seven surrendered per week. Wow. Whereas here in Wyoming, you know, we'll have, you know, one or two every two weeks. So we're definitely here to help. All birds that we can, so that's what. Except for the
0: ones the Game and Fish won't like Yeah, yet. except for the doves
1: <laughs> and the robins that fall out of the nest in the spring. We can't, can't do, do, that. Those. <laughs>
0: you <gotta> do those. Got to do those on your own, or call a Game Fish. No, yes, please, thank you. Just <laughs> call the Game and Fish. Yes. Um. So, what is if somebody is feeling like they um want to. Reach out and help you guys. I know that, like, obviously, fostering and adopting is probably the biggest things that people can do, but what are some other kinds of um, donations or time that people can do to help you out?
1: Um, So, as of right now, we have um, four birds currently. So, we have Jazzy and Sadie, and they're in Lander, and I know Nancy their foster mama would love, you know, somebody to volunteer to go clean a double macaw cage if they ever want to. Um, so it's a beautiful cage. It is. (laughs) And they are very, very beautiful birds and you'd be able to hang out with them. So, you know, cage cleaning, we also have, um, Pidgey, the Patagonian conure here in Riverton. Um, so if you ever wanted to like clean cages, that's, that's a big one. Um, If you ever wanted to donate food, you know, you could just get a hold of us, ask us, you know, what the need is, get on Amazon, buy a big bag of pellets. Um, We are always open to monetary donations. Um, We have a Facebook page. You can just click the donate button or you can go on our website and click the donate button.
0: You guys are set up with the Smiths. um... We
1: are. We have Smiths Community Rewards. Um, If you just go on there and you register your phone number, you have to do it yearly, which is kind of a pain, but... Um, if you go there, they give us a check, um, quarterly and it is a small portion, but every little bit adds up. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we also do random, you know, Facebook auctions. We just had one in the fall where, um, people donated, um, jewelry or bird related themed just knickknacks and stuff. Right. Um, you know, blankets, homemade things and it, people bid and, and, and. And they they got something for their donation, which also feels good. And um, yeah, so there's there's lots of ways you can help. Fostering is is big, you know. Donations are huge. That's what we run on. We're 100% nonprofit, so none of the board members are paid. Um, nobody is reimbursed. You know, any kind of time. You know, it's nothing nothing like that. So everything's run on donations. So fostering, volunteering, donating, those are big.
0: Well, and I also feel like coming and just being involved in some of these, like the cage cleaning, like that may not sound like the most glamorous thing, but if you're interested in birds, I know like just being around them a little bit. When I first started um, helping you guys out, it was just being around them started really speaking to me that i could help out in a way and so i think that there's more to that than just cleaning up it right <laughs> you,
1: you get to interact with the birds and and especially you know most of our fosters have jobs and we totally understand that so of course you know you know you're not going to have all the time during the day to hang out with the birds so when you get home at night and you're interacting with the birds obviously there's nights where you're busy and stuff so if you did want to volunteer and go clean a cage you're, you're spending time with the birds you're talking to them um, I I love to read to my birds, and I I feel like they have they're they're known to have the intellectuality of like a six to eight year old child, and so reading to them, interacting with them, you know, offering giving them a new toy that's that's huge. Birds need toys, so if you ever wanted to donate to, toys or make some, you know, just some. Untreated wood blocks thrown together. Yep, <laughs> they they tear through them really fast, but they need them. toilet paper rolls. Toilet paper rolls. yeah. boxes it. stuffed with paper. Just any kind of foraging. I was stuff. gonna
0: say I think the cockatoos are more like a three year old.
1: Oh god, <laughs> they are. Do you still have
0: Michael? I do. Yeah.
1: I'm stuck with Michael forever. Well,
0: I <laughs> I just hadn't seen anything about uh, like it was. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: How old is he now?
1: Michael is the same age as my son, so he is fourteen. Yeah, um, But he will live, especially since I, I rescued him when he was um, seven, six or seven years old. And so he's had a really good diet and right. lots of good care for the last seven years. So he's very, very healthy. So he, he will probably outlive me and then my daughter will get him <laughs> well, <laughs> and she will be stuck with him.
0: Michael is very 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 special
1: (laughs) he is he's he's a cockatoo so he's a cuddly bird but he I mean from five o'clock in the morning until eight o'clock at night he does not be quiet at all He's, and he yeah he it he's just, just prepares very you
0: it just prepares you for being a uh, teacher oh so, gosh <laughs> yes.
1: it's it's your oasis to go to school I know my my class of 17 first graders are much quieter than my one bird in my house so. oh Michael
0: he, he's so awesome though he is he's
1: very very friendly yes. very
0: friendly yes and, and I think that's the awesome thing about cockatoos is they have so much personality that like I can just sit here and imagine what michael's like because <laughs>
1: well and you fostered elmo who yeah it was the same type of cockatoo that he was an umbrella cockatoo and so they're all very very similar they're all you know i've i've honestly never met a mean umbrella cockatoo they're all very and that's saying a lot because they're they're one of the top most surrendered birds because they're so loud right um and, and that's something to consider for everybody is, you know, there, there are definitely quieter birds. If you do not, you know, want your house to be loud all the time, there are very, very quiet birds. Um, all of them scream, obviously, but there are some that are much quieter than cockatoos. But if you're wanting that loving bird and you have the time, cockatoos are great, but if you can handle the noise.
0: <laughs> well, and I think that that's also kind of, where my heart comes into the fostering. And you'd said this a while ago when we had talked about it, but someday we're going to find you that perfect oh, bird. we are, Bethany. <laughs> we but, are. But it, it's one of those things where you, and I don't want to say this in like a non, like but it is kind of like being able to test, drive the breed a little bit. It's so because you're you're providing a service but then you also get to kind of know them and yeah and I think that I figured out I'm not a big bird girl like (laughs) I think I'm a smaller quieter bird person. I have too much chaos in my life to.
1: (laughs) One of these days I'm gonna I'm gonna get you to foster an African gray because I think that that would be. They are so
0: smart. They
1: are so smart and they are not very loud. I have an African gray named Echo and she I've never heard her scream. Um, she she just whistles. She can't stand me. She loves my husband. But every time he walks by, she catcalls at him, and she dances, and whoop, whoop. She <laughs> makes these cute little sounds, and she doesn't scream, But and she's not very needy. You know, African grays are great birds, so one of these days. <laughs> well, you know, it's
0: also one of those things where um, I do so much i spend so much time on youtube looking up what they all sound like because yep. they all you are right they all talk different oh they, they do. all have their own um i think the ringnecks. Mm. they they have such a sweet little cute oh, voice oh they do i
1: have <laughs> and their
0: eyes are cool cause oh they, they are they
1: pin so that mm-hmm. when they get excited their little pupils <clears throat> dilate in and out and when they talk they do and they raise their little heads when they talk and they they puff out their chests and I love ringnecks, too. I I had one that passed away about four years ago, and and about a year ago, I decided to rescue um, 7 and 11. They came from Swear. They needed a home, and they were a bonded pair, and they were having a hard time finding a home because there's the two of them. And um, one is not tame, and the other one is, but they're little tiny voices. You know, I... I can walk by the cage and, and both of them at the same time go, give me a kiss, give me a kiss, no, give me a kiss, give me a kiss. So, and then you have Michael just screaming at the top of his lungs in the background. So we tried to do that push-up challenge for Teton. In every single one of my videos, I was like, guys, don't put the sound on on this one. We're doing our 22 push-ups, but all you hear is birds screaming in the background.
0: This is not a very good no, commercial no. for CWA. Well, but I feel like people... Or it is a good commercial. It is. And and that is like knowing what you're getting into. And and I feel like you have done a good enough job educating yourself over the years that you're able to kind of, if people are willing to talk to you and have that dialogue, you can probably find an all right bird instead of, I mean, that's the benefit of going through a rescue rather than going to the store too right? because you go to the store and you're just going to buy whatever like you don't know
1: well and and birds go through stages just like people Mm. do like you can get a a baby bird and you know they're so cute and most of them are cuddly as a baby and and then they enter their toddler years and they are
0: toddlers uh, they're
1: toddlers (laughs) like like actual human toddlers i mean they're loud and they're obnoxious and they're needy and they're biting all the time and and, you, and you, you get past that, and then you have the sexually hormonal phase. Which is
0: probably worse. <laughs> it
1: is. I mean, and, but most of the time when you rescue a bird, you know, they're older. And so they've been through all of that <laughs> with somebody else already. And so if you if you rescue, you know, a mature, older bird that's had a, a decent home for its life, you, you've you've went through all, all the, <laughs> the horrible teenage toddler years, and you're into their very, you know, trusting, nice years where they're, they're wonderful and I mean I know I've said a lot of bad things about birds so far but I I just want more than anything for people to know that they are they're my favorite but I'm partial to them but they are excellent companions and I mean you'll you won't I don't personally think that you'll find a better pet as far as you know a some another pet that I mean they're they're a companion they're there's there's something that when you get home most of the time they welcome you you know they're excited to see you a lot of the times they greet you with hello you know yeah, like, right they can talk you know to you. <laughs> they're talking to you and and you know some of them will cuddle or you know they'll just go you know to the end of their cage and they'll want you to scratch them and you know they they truly love and and you feel it and I I I just love that about birds. I think that they're so smart and so cool and I just I just adore birds. Yes, I'm a crazy bird lady. You're crazy bird lady. There's but worse that's okay. To
0: me. Yeah. at least you're not a crazy bird lady and a crazy cat lady. That oh could be no. dangerous. Yeah, that, like if that's you not a, a good combination, two, that could be that could they could make a cartoon out of that. I'm yes. pretty sure.
1: Well, I, and I'm not a crazy bird lady that has so many at home. I mean, I, right. I I just have I have five, which might seem like a lot, but I have five, and I've you know had. But two are a bonded pairs, so yes. that kind of counts like one. they're they're kind of like one. <laughs> But, yeah, so, I mean, the five make up for for all the noise in the house. Well,
0: it probably is even one of those things where you thought you were going to be a crazy birds lady, so you started a rescue instead. (laughs) That's
1: exactly what it is. I'm telling you, everybody kept wanting to give me their birds, and I was like, I can't take all these. So So do you
0: someday hope to have, like, an aviary?
1: Aviary, yeah, I do. Um, We are personally in the process of remodeling our our home that we bought and then we're going to sell it. And when we do, my poor husband, when we do sell one of the requirements for the house that we are going to buy is that it has land because, um, I don't, I don't know if CWA will ever be big enough to have, you know, paid employees and and that type of thing. And so I, I imagine I will, I will always just have, you know, a small rescue with a lot of fosters and volunteers and great people in the community that support and people that want to adopt and and so eventually it would it would be wonderful to have a smaller aviary building you know that's heated and um, the the goal is to have you know a portion of that building with with birds that are adoptable that need human interaction so that people can go to one place right and and see the birds and people can come in there and, and volunteer and know spend time with them and then the other part will be like a free flight sanctuary for you know the birds who've had a lot of trauma in their past and and it'll it'll look kind of like a small Wyoming jungle right and, and you know they can fly around and, and just be birds because you know they've had a lot of they've had a hard enough life as it is so they need they need their little spot um that's that's the goal someday yeah very cool yeah
0: I think that's a good someday, someday. <laughs> <laughs> uh so just to Um, quickly finish up here what is the best way for people to reach out to you and be able to volunteer or um so the the, surrender anything like that
1: every form that you would ever need the foster application the adoption application the surrender form um to look at adoptable birds or maybe just browse through other species that we've got in um our Amazon Smile, um, all of that is on our website, and that's www.centralwyomingaviary.org. Um, our email is cwaparrotrescue at gmail.com if you prefer to communicate with us that way. Or our phone number is 307-463-1292, so four six three one cwa And um, like I said, we are a foster-based rescue, so we are always needing foster homes. Um, volunteers and, and just help. So if, if you're interested in opening up your heart or home or just spreading the word about CWA, um, just let us know and we'd be more than happy to, to help you help us. <laughs> Perfect.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on, Sarah. Thank you. You're awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> have, a,
1: have a wonderful night. You too. Riverton Local Ladies is made possible by Brown Sugar Coffee Roastery at 203 East Main Street in Riverton. Don't forget the Riverton Music Jam at Brown Sugar Coffee Roastery on Thursday evenings. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to Riverton Local Ladies on your favorite podcast app. The best way to help the show is to leave a rating and a review. And if you're enjoying this show, please share it with a friend who may be interested. To contact Bethany or the 10Cast Network, you can always email 10Cast at county10.com. And for more Wyoming-based podcasts, like 10Cast on Facebook. Bethany's back with an all-new call to action later this week. And another episode of the Riverton Local Ladies podcast is due out next week.